Hello friends, in this English lesson, I will teach you 11 essential phrasal verbs that are easy to mix up, so you'll want to pay attention to the difference between each one of them. And by the end of this lesson, you'll understand all the meanings of these phrasal verbs and you'll be able to understand native English speakers like myself in conversation when we use these. Let's get started. Today's lesson comes with a PDF version to help you really master these 11 phrasal verbs, so make sure to use the link below in the description or using the comment on this video to subscribe to my mailing list and then you'll instantly get a copy of the PDF to your email inbox. You'll want to pay attention to the difference between check in, check out, and check on. These three phrasal verbs can be extremely confusing because they sound so similar. The meaning of check really changes when you change the preposition coming after it. Let's first talk about check in. So if you go to a hotel, you'll need to go up to the front desk and check in. When you check in, you give your information and they give you your room key. This is one meaning of the phrasal verb to check in. Another way that we use this phrasal verb quite frequently is when we have a quick conversation with someone and we say, hey, how are you doing? How's the project going? We are checking in. So when you check in with someone, you have a quick conversation about how they are or how a project is or whatever it may be. I've used this phrasal verb when going to a party and I'm going to meet someone at the party. I say, hey, when you get there, check in with me. Let's talk a little bit. So it's just a very short, brief conversation when you're checking in with someone. The opposite of checking into a hotel is checking out of a hotel. When you check out of a hotel, you tell them that you are leaving. We also use this in a library. If you check out a book, it means you're bringing the book out of the library. Frequently, you will hear people say, I'm going to go check out this thing. Maybe you are inside of a mall or a store and you say, I'm going to go check out the new shoes over there. This means you're going to go look at the shoes and decide if you like them, you're just going to see them. So usually when we use this phrasal verb, check out, it means we're going to just look at something. A really interesting use of this phrasal verb is when you say, I'm going to go check out that girl, or I'm going to check out that guy. If you're checking out a person, it can frequently mean that you're going to go look and see if you think they're attractive. And you might say, hey, do you think they were checking me out? This means, were they looking at me? Were they thinking that I was attractive or not? So there's many uses to this phrasal verb, check out. It can simply mean to look innocently, or it can mean to look at someone to decide if they're attractive. Now that we've reviewed check in, check out, you'll want to know how the phrasal verb check on differs from these. So when you check in with someone, you're talking to them. When you're checking on someone, you're just pretty much looking at them. Uh, you're making sure they're okay. A lot of times we use this phrasal verb, we'll say, I have to go check on my children, or I'm going to go check on the baby if they're sleeping. This just means you're going to look at them and make sure they're okay. You do not usually have a conversation if you're just checking on someone. If you're cooking, you might have something in the oven and you'll say, in about 10 minutes, I need to check on my chicken in the oven to make sure that it's not burning. So when you're checking on something, you're making sure it's okay, but you're just looking at it really quickly. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to our next set of phrasal verbs. Close out and close in. So when you close out something, you're ending it. One of the main ways that I use this phrasal verb is when I'm on my computer, I have many different tabs open and I say I have to close out all of these tabs. And if you're at a restaurant, we also call the check a tab there, especially if it's a more casual restaurant with a bar. And we say, I have to close out my tab or I have to close out my check. This means I have to pay so that it's no longer accruing money on it. This phrasal verb close out means to end something. We can also have something that's called a close out sale. It's usually when a store is going out of business, they're trying to get rid of all of their things. So if you see a close out sale, it's a noun, it means that the store is closing and there's going to be some really good prices on the things in the store. If you close in on something, it means you're starting to get closer to it. And usually you're like looking at it too. Right now in the United States, we're closing in on spring. This means that winter is ending and the spring season is getting closer. We're closing in on it. I also think of this phrasal verb when someone or something is hunting and they have prey that they're going to be hunting. You can say that we're closing in on the deer or we're closing in on the rabbit, whatever you are hunting. If a storm is moving closer to our location, we can say the storm is closing in on us. Or if there was a wildfire, we could say the wildfire is closing in on our area. So when you use this phrasal verb, close in, we have to say on, it closes in on something. When we talk about the two phrasal verbs break up and break down, they have very, very different meanings. So do not confuse these two. If you break up with somebody, it means you end the relationship. Or if you have a friend break up, it means you usually have a fight and then you're no longer friends. You can also use this phrasal verb when two people are fighting and another person steps in they break them up. This means they separate them. Similar to how we can break up food if we have a cookie, we can break it up into two to split with our friends. Or if you have something stuck together, you can say, I have to break this up. When you're studying English, I recommend breaking up the knowledge that you need to learn into small parts so that you can learn it and take rests in between. When you have a car that breaks down, it means it stops working. Some mechanical component of your car stops working. Or if you run out of gas, your car will break down and you won't be able to drive it. You can also ask someone to break something down for you. You could say, could you break down the lesson for me? Or could you break down the grammar of that sentence for me? This just means, could you explain it in smaller parts? So just like we say, can you break up the information? You can also say, can you break down the information? This is really the only two ways that these phrasal verbs kind of overlap. I've heard English speakers before say, can you give me the breakdown? 
This just means, can you give me the simplified version of something or kind of a summary? Follow up and follow through are two very important English phrasal verbs. You might want to ask a follow-up question when your teacher is explaining something. So a follow-up question is a question after an explanation. Another way that this phrasal verb is often used is someone will say, I will follow up with you a week after. Or if you have a doctor's appointment and you have a problem and the doctor kind of fixes it or the doctor gives you some medicine to try to heal it, the doctor will say, I want you to make a follow-up appointment. This means an appointment to follow up and make sure that everything is okay with whatever they did to help your injury or your illness. If you follow through with something, it means you continue it until it's done. It's very important to follow through with your promises. This means if you promise something, you do it all the way to make sure that you've completed your promise. So if you tell someone that you're going to follow up with them in one week after your meeting, you're going to want to follow through with that promise. Two more important phrasal verbs are take down and take up. English learners always get a little bit confused with these two, so pay close attention. If you take down something, you can say that you are writing down notes or you're writing it down. So I can say, take this down. This means write it down. And usually we use this informally to say, take notes. You can also say that you're going to defeat someone by saying you're going to take them down. This is a bit of an aggressive phrase to use, so be careful with it. Take down can also simply just mean to take something off the wall. I can say, can you take down that picture? Or it can mean you're disassembling something. So you need to take down a tent when you're done camping. So anything that's either decorative or you could even say, can you take down the tree? It just means you're taking it down, you're disassembling it, or you're taking it off a wall. Take up is one of those phrasal verbs that just has so many different meanings, it really gets confusing. So first, let's talk about taking up a hobby. If you say, I'm going to take up piano, this means you're going to start to learn piano. You're going to become interested in the hobby. I'm going to take up French. This means you're going to start speaking French. We can also say that something is going to take up a lot of time. This means it's going to occupy time. So if you're taking up French, it's going to take up a lot of your time. Now, if someone is literally going upstairs or they're going to another house, we can say, can you take up this item? So can you take up some soup to your mother? If someone was sick, laying in bed upstairs of your house, you would say, can you take this up? Can you take up some soup or can you take up some medicine? Today, you've learned 11 important phrasal verbs if you guys want the PDF copy of this lesson, make sure to use the link below in the description or I'll comment it on this video as well. Of course, thank you so much for watching this lesson with me. My name is Kayla. I'm an American English teacher. If you want more English lessons from me, make sure to subscribe to my channel, English with Kayla, here on YouTube. And I will see you guys in the next lesson. Goodbye!